0: Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Kathleen Shepard. She is a gratitude and abundance coach, a triathlete, and last but certainly not least, a mom and a grandmother. Kathleen, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your personal story and your journey with us. I appreciate you and I appreciate you taking the time to share with us.
1: No worries. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's quite an honor.
0: So as mentioned, you're a gratitude and abundance coach, a triathlete, a mom, a grandmother. How long have you been a gratitude and abundance coach?
1: That's a great question. I would say all my life, but in reality, paid the last couple of years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. What were you doing before you became a coach?
1: I am a retired family law lawyer. So mom until i was 36 and then i went to law school so i had i went to law school with three teenagers
0: wow so you went to law school at the age of 36
1: i did i graduated the same year that my oldest graduated high school
0: wow your your kids must be so proud that you (laughs) that you did that you took the time you after staying home i'm assuming you stayed home to raise your kids Did yes and then to get to that point in your life and then go back to school and, and do what you wanted to do at the age of 36, I think that's incredibly admirable. Well,
1: thank you. It was a dream. I had a friend who did it and I'm like, oh, and always, I always wanted to be a lawyer and it was just, so I got my first degree through Athabasca University, which was distance ed because I right. was living in a small town yeah. without university. And uh, so, yeah, really, it just, yeah, it just seemed to... <laughs> so- How long
0: did you practice law for?
1: Uh, Just about 10 years. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. When uh, my ex retired, we moved out here to be close to grandkids. So i
0: was not
1: working anymore.
0: Amazing. What an inspiration. That is such an incredible accomplishment.
1: Well, you know, it was interesting because I have a funny story to tell about that. My um, When my eldest went to university, she came home in April of her first year. And she says, Mom, it's BSD day tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I don't know what to do. What did you do? And I'm like, what's BSD day? <laughs> Bermuda shorts day where everyone wears shorts. And it's just a big party because it's the last day of class. But I'd never been to it because I was chasing basketball and choir and other mummy type things or cooking dinner. Yeah. I went to law school on 40 hours a week when my friends did 80, and I managed to get where they got to as well.
0: Incredible. That's amazing. What an incredible story. Thank you. So, what inspired your journey into becoming a gratitude and abundance coach? Did this journey begin with some of your own personal struggles and experiences?
1: Oh, absolutely. I've always been someone who helped people. People tend to, you know, just look at me and <laughs> I smile and it says, tell me your entire life story. <laughs> I'd followed Brendan Burchard for many years and I really enjoyed what he was doing. I'd taken several of his courses and it was just kind of always in the back of my mind that, oh, this is really interesting, like, because I help people anyways. So when my marriage ended in 2017, I started my own healing journey with gratitude. You know, it's it's just come together from there. You know, I started with what am I grateful for today? Come up with anything other than kids and grandkids. There was nothing. Absolutely nothing when my marriage ended. <laughs> that was that was good. <laughs> but held on to the kids and grandkids and just kept building it.
0: Can you share a bit more about your personal struggles and journey?
1: Oh, sure. So I was married almost 37 years when my now ex decided that he just didn't want to be married anymore and off he was going on his journey. So, a month. Is that
0: just out of the blue, though? Like just you had no idea it was coming?
1: No. I knew three months before we got married that it wasn't the best idea.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: So he's an engineer. His brain is a little different wired than mine. And I'm very, very personal, personable. And that part of my personality was very not so wonderful for him. And so, just, yeah, eventually it came to a head. And so a month before he left, I fell down a set of stairs and twisted my ankle really badly. And I thought, you know, I was training for an Ironman and I thought, oh gosh, my season's over. Yeah. Same week that he left, I fell again on the ice. Oh my
0: my gosh.
1: Turned front to back. About three weeks later, my friend posted on Facebook and said, You know, this is, I I have a concussion. She'd fallen at work, hit her head. Yeah. You know, everybody asked me, Did you hit your head? I didn't hit my head, but it turned out I had a whiplash concussion. Well, two of them. Within four weeks, my husband left. And six weeks later, my mom died.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And so now I see it as a blessing because the two most negative people in my life left within a very short period of time. At the time, oh my gosh, you know, I, I was so lost. Yeah. So overwhelmed. I got married when I was 19. We met when I was 17. I had not lived on my own. I didn't have my own credit card. I didn't think wow. could give me a credit card. <laughs> yeah. There were so many unknowns, so many unknowns. It was just oh, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. And it's just the nervousness of like not knowing what comes next. And, you know, so yeah.
0: How would you say these experiences have helped shape the Kathleen you are today? Do you think?
1: Oh, huge, huge, because I've always been this kind, gentle, giving, empathic, helpful type woman. In my life, my mother was quite negative.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So anything that made me shine, well, you could have done it better. Wow! I, I won a babysitting course award. I was actually turning twelve the day the course ended, so she talked me into the course, or like you know, talked them into letting me do it. Yeah. And when the picture came out in the paper because I won a big award. She says, "Well, you could have combed your hair before you got the award."
0: Holy crow! So,
1: and so my whole entire existence was. This way, and so everything that I shone at, i mean I was an academic person, and I helped this, that, and the other. Brought home all the stray people from town. <laughs> I've always been. I've always been that person that you know. When the new person came to school, I would introduce them around and, and help them feel comfortable. Right. So then I married the same type of person who, you know, psychology. Why would you want a psychology degree? You know, why would you want to go to law school? They're just a bunch of shysters, and. So, <sighs> Those kind of things, that was all I knew. That was yeah. all in a very negative space. The longer we were married, the bigger the brick put on my head. Yeah. I'm two inches tall, literally. Uh, so, I mean, it was a gift that he left. I couldn't. We'd been separated two times before and got back together.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. it was what we knew. It was what's familiar.
0: Yeah, comfortable, right?
1: Very, yeah, very comfortable. The yuck, the yuck that you know, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, I mean, the person that I am now, I mean... <laughs> I mean, that other gal was me, too. But the person that I am now is, you know, I am bubbly. I giggle. I laugh. I sing wherever I want to. I sneeze whenever I feel like it. I couldn't sneeze when I was married because it was too loud.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I couldn't sing when I was married because he said that my voice made his head hurt.
0: Wow.
1: Several solos in my choir. I'm not, you know, I, my voice is nice. So there was all of this tamped down, stomped down. And so, you know, coming into my own and trying to figure out who I am and what I am. It's been yeah. a journey to get here. And yet, you know, I I I I just sitting here grinning and thinking about it because it's just absolutely incredible the gift that I was given.
0: A rebirth, in oh, essence.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The last year has been absolutely profound. Um, Amazing process. I started with a gratitude journal. You know, I'm grateful for my kids and my grandkids. I remember getting waking up in the morning, looking at the wall, and going, Oh my God, this is my life. And <laughs> wow. I, just to, I just wanted it to be, I wanted to go back. I just yeah. wanted to go back. Like, give me what it was before because I know that it's because it's
0: comfortable. Yeah, for sure.
1: And you know, you have to learn how to walk the path yourself. Yeah, figure me out. And yes, yeah, so it's been incredible, absolutely incredible.
0: Amazing. Kudos to you. How would you say then these experiences have helped you in your professional career then with with your coaching business in the work you do and the services you provide for your clients?
1: The biggest part is that I know where these women have been Mm -hmm. because I was there. And as when you, you know, when I was reading through the questions, I'm like, yeah, you know, remembering how hard it was that day I went to the bank to get my own bank account my own, like I'd had a bank account when I was 17, but I mean, it wasn't, you know, I'd never credit card or anything. Right. So, you know, I sat in that gala. Oh, she was so sweet. She had a British accent and I cried <laughs> and I cried because my marriage was over and I needed to open a bank account. And I didn't know, she said, do you want a this kind or that kind of, I, I don't know. I just need a place to put money. Overwhelm. You know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I have, I have a picture of me with my very first credit card. I was 56 years old. <laughs> wow. You know, so I've been there. I've seen it. I've lived it, and I know that there's a better way. I know that you can find what's inside. I know that I can share with these women and help them. You know, just little questions here and there, and like let's just let's just pull you out. Let's
2: pull yeah.
1: you out, and let's find you and see who you really are inside. Because you know, the woman that I I really am. I mean, she was always there. Yeah, he was not present right present.
0: that's a big difference being there and being present
1: yeah so I get their struggles you know from a deep down level because mm-hmm. I've, I've lived it
0: yeah you've been there
1: I'm walking I'm a walking advertisement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in your business then I'm going to assume you work specifically with women only right yes and why did you choose to work specifically with women or did it just kind of organically happen
1: I think organically, because we're in a similar situation. I'm not used to working with men. When I um, was a lawyer in Strathmore, I had a lot of, male clients. Okay, so I'm not averse to working. You know, I even went to court once with a. I did lots of restraining orders. And I went yeah. to court with a fellow who needed a restraining order. So I'm not averse to working with men. But I think because I am a woman and a long when a long term relationship ends where you're primarily a stay at home mom, I definitely have an affinity for women in that circumstance, where right. it's very long term marriage. And then all of a sudden, it's like you're th- thrown into the middle of the ocean and it's like okay baby sink or swim
2: yeah yeah
1: so i i think it's just an affinity and that's and that's and like my group that i my take care of you group is just women i have an entrepreneurial group that has both men and women in it
0: what excites you or lights you up the most about the work you're doing (laughs) this is so
1: cool (laughs) (laughs) because it just makes me grin when i think about it the ahas yeah Right, the look on someone's face when they figure it out, or when when you know they say something, and I turn it back and I say, "Well, what about you know? What did you have you thought about it from this perspective?" And then all of a sudden, the light bulb goes on. Yeah, I don't think there's anything better than that. I call it plant a seed, and a garden will grow. Yeah, it was parenting philosophy when my children were growing up, and you know, you just keep planting those seeds and. And every now and then, then somebody, a woman will come to me three weeks later and go, you know, Kathleen, I was just thinking about, you know, (laughs) or they do something, I'll see something on someone's Facebook group. And it's like, you know, we talked about that too much. Yeah. I don't need the accolades. I I just love to see someone else succeed. And I just grin ear to ear.
0: I love it. (laughs) Now, you've said that you like to see women emerge from the chrysalis of their former lives as beautiful, multicolored, multifaceted butterflies. I love that analogy. It's so beautiful. Why is this so personally important to you?
1: Mm, Because it's exactly what I did. I crossed the finish line at Ironman Arizona 2018. My old life, I literally felt it. I got lighter and lighter and lighter as I was running through that finishing chute. The new Kathleen emerged on that night, twelve seventeen a.m.
0: <laughs> Amazing! So
1: I want I want to help other women experience this life changing experience.
0: I love that metaphor you use, though it, it's incredible. You you shed your the previous Kathleen. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Can you speak a bit more about that experience and how it helped you to begin your healing process?
1: You know, I I think it's just been a you know when we first separated, other women would say to me, "Oh, you know, it's going to take three or four years," and I'm like, "No, I want it now." <laughs>
2: and,
1: no, no, I I want I I want to be healed. I'm working hard on this. You know, I'm taking this, this class. I'm talking to this person, and I want to be healed now. Yeah. And what you know, what I've realized, I'm four and a half years in, and what I've realized is that no, it takes time it takes a minute yeah. to, to figure out you know those different pieces you know and i'm still figuring out pieces there's still bits and pieces of me that are coming along and so you know but when you think about you know the caterpillar crawls in the chrysalis magical things happen and they emerge as a butterfly yeah then you know that that is the symbolism for a woman coming out of a long term marriage or a long-term relationship, or, you know, even a, even a job that someone's yeah. 30 some years, right. That the, it's, you're set adrift. You don't know what to do next. Yeah. And so it is. And the shedding of it, I mean, it, it literally felt that I got lighter and lighter and I've been out there for darn near 17 hours. And wow. I was the fastest, fleetest runner.
0: <laughs> I love it. Congratulations on that. by the way, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> so, what inspired you to get into competing in triathlons and where did that start?
1: Well, that's a great great question. Bit of a long answer. I have fibromyalgia. Okay. So in, and and asthma. Maybe not two things that you would think of with a triathlete, but No. <laughs> in 1995, I needed help to walk down my driveway. I had zero confidence in my ability to walk by myself everything hurt. I was quite a bit heavier. I had to give up absolutely everything that year. All my volunteering, anything I did with the kids, going to concerts, the whole business, my brain shut down. I couldn't read a paragraph and understand anything. It was just really, really dark. And I tried lots of remedies. Nothing worked. In 2007, my friend invited me to a home party. She says, you know, our friend used this pill for her pain and she quit taking all her pain pills. And I'm like, oh, good God, I'm going on holidays. I don't want to. But I did. I went over there. And long story short, I did try it. It's just a little herbal remedy. It's got three herbs in it. It completely changed my life. I lost 50 pounds between 2007, 2008. So I thought, well, so I, I we were at a, at a, a Mexican beach and I, I ran 50 steps on a beach. That's how my triathlon journey started because I hadn't done anything athletic since high school. Right. And so I was able to move. Uh, the pain was better. Yeah. Um, this little herbal thing. And I started with doing that. And then I thought, well, I could try a sprint distance short 750 meter swim, 20 kilometer bike, 5k run. I'm a pretty good swimmer. I had to get a bike. Yeah. (laughs) I figured I could walk 5k. No biggie. I tried with my daughter and uh, it was, it was just such a thrill to cross that finish line. And so I did sprints that year, the next year I thought, well, my body said I could do a sprint. Maybe I could do an Olympic distance. That's twice as much. So I said, yeah, okay. So I did them the next year. Then I went to halves. And the very mm. first year that I did a half Ironman, TSN was looking for human interest stories. Okay. So they interviewed me and followed me all day long. doing Wow. Man. so I have a little video. It's very cool. I was on TV. And what was really interesting is I'm not, I am, I'd say I'm not a runner. I have done several half Ironmans. I've done several Ironmans. Yeah. but. I call myself not because I'm a shuffler. I'm not a runner. And every time I came around a corner, there was Daryl with the big camera. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Look, it look. like you know what you're doing. But (laughs) I always had a dream of every time I'd go running, I I would calculate my time. If I was running a 5K, a 10K, I would calculate my time okay, so when can I get to where I can run a six-hour marathon? How soon can I run a six-hour marathon? And that was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to try an Ironman instance. And and my ex was not so thrilled about the idea. right? And so I tried, I signed up, to, um, 2015 was my first attempt. My dad went palliative the week before the race. Oh,
2: California.
1: man. He was up here. He had you know, not too much time left. And so I ended up uh, missing a run cutoff. So I, I got about just a little over halfway through the run before I ran out of time. And then, so I signed up in 2017. I was going to do my, I'm doing my man. This is, this is really cool. Well, I had the two concussions. I sprained my ankle. My mom died. My husband left. That was tough. I got yeah. to the line, and I can remember I, I, there's a wonderful picture of me. Wonderful, wonderful. My favorite, one of my favorite triathlon pictures my friend's husband took it and I'm standing, getting ready to enter the water. And I'm victorious. I, I, he calls my name, I lift my arms up, and I'm just this wonderful, victorious pose. <laughs>
2: two
1: steps later, it's my turn to go down and you enter six athletes at a time down this ramp. And it was my turn to go in and I, and I stopped for a split second. And I went, Oh, my God, I'm scared. Yeah. My first big race on my own. And I was scared and I couldn't I just, and the whole day went, I was scared. And uh, anyways, I missed a bike cutoff, couldn't finish, but did sign up for 2018. And I just wanted to, I always thought, you know, I'm doing this to spite him
2: because
1: he couldn't and I'm I'm training for a half in December and it's not, I love this sport. I can be, you know, my philosophy has always been not last. As long as I'm not last, I'm okay. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Iron Man, I'm the last official finisher of Iron Man, Arizona. Sometime if you want another little story, I, it'll take 20 minutes to tell that story. But <laughs> I, I was the last official finisher. My time was 16 hours, 58 minutes and 50 seconds. And so running down that finishing chute, I really was running because I had to get there before 17 hours to be an official time. But that one, that's an honor to be the last official finisher there because it just meant so much in my life.
0: Sure. Because you finished it. You did it. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. Time doesn't matter. The time does not matter. You finished it. And that's what matters.
1: That's right. I don't think I could do another Ironman. It takes an awful lot of inner fortitude to to do something for 17 hours. But it was an amazing.
0: Well, congratulations. That I think that's incredible. Yep. Good for you. So Kathleen, to date, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win?
1: Ooh, I think the biggest win is probably well there's two I okay. have three educated productive kids of mm-hmm. eight almost nine grandchildren that are just light up my world <laughs> and you know surviving that marriage breakdown yeah rising above that it still chokes me up when I talk about Iron Man. it always chokes me up because it's like that was the that was the journey but um that to persevere and to keep going and not dive down in that hole I always said to someone I said it's like I'm in the bottom of a well looking up Mm -hmm. and the water's rising and I know that I can see light up there but I can't get there it just there's no way I don't I don't know how yeah And, and that's you know I did it And then there's still days when I fall in the damn well. Of
0: course, we're human. Of (laughs) course, there's going to be those
1: days. (laughs) That's right. But I don't stay there. I don't stay there. That's That's... the key. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's beautiful. Kathleen, what do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful?
1: Oh, I have several, I think. (laughs) I listen. I have this innate ability to hear what someone is saying, even if their words are saying something different. And I'm the best cheerleader that you could ever possibly have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Someone says to me, you know, I wanted this. Well, I'm I can, you know, well, let's, you know, let's break it down. Little steps. What's the littlest step? I teach people jolt. Yeah. Just one little thing. What can you do right now that moves you forward? And people trust me. They share deep, dark, innermost feelings with me. And you know, getting the guck out makes yeah. sense. You know, we thrive when we share. For sure. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm open. Maybe that's my best one. Okay. I'm open.
0: <laughs> Speaking of success, how do you define the word success? What does that
1: word mean to you? Oh, that's a good one. I had trouble with this question when I read through them. I think for me, it's it's when my inside self matches my outside self. For so long, I was a chameleon. So whatever situation I was put into, I was that person. And now I'm much, much more genuine. And I here I am. Like me, don't like me. That's your choice. And you know, I like me, and that's huge difference.
0: I love that definition. That is an amazing definition of the word success. I love it.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, I give. Yeah, it was that was a hard question. It was not. It wasn't easy to think about it because you know so many people think success. Oh well, how much money do I have?
0: Yeah, monetization for sure. Or
1: or what's my professional career? What's my, you know? I mean, success is having three children that are you know married with children of their own, striving Mm -hmm. their own. Their you know that's a blessing and a gift. Yeah. Is it success? You know, was it because of me? You know, I don't know, but it. I'm I'm grateful.
0: Yeah. What is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was your life like before learning it? What was your life like after learning it?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Most important thing I've learned that I can figure most anything out. Mr. Google and Mr. YouTube. (laughs) Or Ms. Miss YouTube, let me tell you, I've watched so many videos by women on YouTube, how to fix this, or how to build this, or how to whatever.
2: <laughs> how I, learned,
1: how I learned to take out a molly anchor out of the wall when I first went down south the first winter and painted my little place down there. <laughs> so I,
2: went, I love it.
1: Little, when that molly anchor popped through the wall and fell down behind, I'm like, Ooh, success. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter what life throws at me. I know I can figure it out. I might not figure it out today, but I know that I will. Excellent. And before, he did all the figuring out. I didn't right. have to know how to do things because mostly I was just told I couldn't do them anyways. So you know, I do it well. I didn't do it this. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't. And so, well, fine, then you do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and now look at you.
1: Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, there's no stopping now. Like I, you know, I built a lawnmower. That was pretty cool. Amazing.
2: Two Look weeks ago, took a
1: rat out of a trap. That's <laughs> really one of the biggest. You know, there are things that you need a man for. Right. That might be one of them. <laughs> was, I, remember, I, I remember poking it with a shovel and going, are you really dead? Because I don't want you to <laughs> crawl up my arm when I take you out of the trap. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah.
0: Being a gratitude and abundance coach, what do you feel most grateful for? in your life
1: that's a great question i think the change in the people i'm most grateful for my relationships like i told you before when i was married and as i was growing up everything came from a negative place everyone was out to get you everyone was against you and i've since learned i mean i'm not that person and you know i have this great relationship with my kids my grandkids fellow coaches clients People that I meet, there is so much positivity in my world. Awesome. And that's something, that's a blessing. That's huge abundance.
0: Yeah. Huge
1: abundance.
0: What makes you feel inspired or like your best self?
1: Ooh. When someone else succeeds. When I see success, I grin and I just want to roll with them. And it's like, oh,
2: who's
1: next? <laughs> or I'm talking to somebody, I do 20 minute brainstorming sessions and I'm talking to them and, and then all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and the person is just lit up. Yeah. That is, you know, to me, I I like to be that person behind the scenes, pushing the train forward. You know, it's like, well, wait yeah. minute, you know, what can we do? And, you know, because in their success comes my success.
0: For sure. Absolutely
1: it's them first always. Yeah.
0: Love it. What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received?
1: Oh, I got that from my dad. You know, what is best for you? Mm-hmm. Listen and follow your own advice. That's what dad said. And I would translate it into saying, listen to your intuition, that yeah. little voice that says, because had I've listened to my intuition, I would not be where I am today. I wouldn't have gotten married at the mm-hmm. time. You know, I knew two, three months before we got married that, Oh yeah. Cause, cause I need a support of someone. I like someone who says, wow, you're doing a good job. And I, cause I just say that all the time and you know, you can't, you won't, you're not able to Got real tough. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm sure. Well, you can only hear that so many times. And when you do hear something so much, you really start to believe it.
1: You negative
0: it? or positive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you internalize it. I remember my dad saying that my dad had a heart attack when he was 44 fighting a fire wow. fireman. I was in grade 11. And all of a sudden, our, our lives really changed. And he got this orange chair. And he'd sit in the orange chair. And my mother would make comments about you know his lazy ass sitting in the chair. When he remarried my stepmom, mm-hmm. 70 years old, and he would still talk about I'm gonna go sit and I'm a lazy ass sitting in my chair.
0: Jeez, don't
1: forget those things unless you no. read the tape and play it in a different way.
0: That's right.
1: And so you know, I don't. Well, I don't say that I don't hear them, but I've reworked them. I've I've done um, several neuro linguistic programming type things. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: in those big trenches in my brain, because it is important that we, you know, for sure we follow that. But if I hadn't gotten married, I wouldn't have the kids. I wouldn't have the grandkids.
0: There you go. So it's, it's all part of your journey.
1: It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, there were some good things about it.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. All good. Okay. But yet, I gave great advice. Great advice without saying a damn word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. Oh, so the correct. next grouping of questions just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. Yeah. Kathleen, how would you describe yourself in one word?
1: Amazing. Resilient. Cute with a sprinkle of giggles.
0: <laughs> what would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics?
1: Kind. Caring. Good listener, Cheerleader.
0: <laughs> Money or fame?
1: Neither. Caring is the most important.
0: What is the first thing you notice about a person?
1: Their eyes, then their hands.
0: If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be?
1: Kindness and compassion for one another.
0: What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money?
1: This was another hard one. A loving relationship with a kind, compassionate man.
0: If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change?
1: I would change the hate in the world to love.
0: What's your favorite stress reducing activity?
1: Ooh, yoga followed by meditation and an Epsom salts lavender bubble bath.
0: <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs>
1: it's what i do it's what i like <laughs> there you go what is
0: one thing you've always wanted to do in life but never have
1: oh you know i've been very blessed to do many things in my life more travel i'd like to see more of the world we live in i want to sing on the steps of sound of music in salzburg i want to see Auschwitz. yeah I go on another safari in africa i want to snuggle with a love at the top of the eiffel tower i'd love yeah. to be in a hot air balloon i think that'd be cool yeah So yeah, just, just adventures. I think I didn't have enough fun in my young years. I just, I need adventures. And so my word for 2021 is fun, actually.
0: awesome. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) What does the word empowerment mean to you?
1: By my words or my actions, another human being feels that they can take on the world and conquer whatever stands in their way. That's empowerment.
0: Beautiful. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for?
1: We talked about this earlier. My ex left, my mom died. The two most negative people left within six weeks of each other.
0: Yeah. Can you cool. tell me about a moment when a person's kindness made a difference in your life?
1: Oh, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> this one back. <laughs> my daughter, my youngest daughter, when my marriage ended and and those months were so, so dark. There weren't any words that were necessary. I could call her up and I could just say, you know, Chrissy, could you just sit with me while mm. my tears leak out? They're, they're tears. I don't know how to describe them, but they just, they just leak out the corner of your eyes and don't ever stop. And uh, no words, just comfort. And uh, she'd broken up with a boyfriend of 13 years that she started going out with when she was 15, a couple of years before. So she knew exactly where I was and just so kind.
0: That so, is beautiful.
1: Makes my heart, yeah, but, I, you know, she just, she just knew, you know, it was okay to call her. Yeah. <laughs> Story I was painting, I told you about taking the molly anchors out, so got this little place down south, and when we bought it to renovate, yeah. and he wasn't there, so I painted it, and, you know, all the while listening to him in my voice going, well, you're a crummy painter, you can't do this, and so I phoned her one day, and I said, yeah, I'm going to do something really stupid, or silly, or I don't know what, but I said, here's the phone number for the office, so call them if I fall off, so <laughs> i <laughs> the stove out I straddled the, the where the stove hole was on the counter and then I was reaching with my left hand to paint above the cupboards <laughs> she said, well what on earth are you doing I said well it's the only way I can reach up here and I'm not left-handed and so it was like don't screw this up don't hit the ceiling just keep painting you're it, you got this and I'm just like <laughs> she stayed on the phone with me the whole time through her entire lunch hour to uh, you know so mom could get this
0: and <laughs> make sure she's okay <laughs>
1: painted because there was no other way to reach it and
0: yeah
1: just uh, sweet child <laughs>
0: incredible <laughs> Kathleen what's the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it
1: Mm-mm. that was a good question too I don't think there's any any need to close my eyes because she's right here in front of you
0: beautiful that, nice. what an answer I love it
1: <laughs> <laughs> well because I am the best version of me today mm-hmm. tomorrow I'm mm-hmm. you know I'll probably learn something else and be a different version. But, yeah. you know, today, and that's taken a lot to get to, Brad. That's not, you know, said tongue in cheek. It's that I couldn't, I had to do an exercise with women where I have them stand in front of a mirror and say, I love you to the beautiful woman in front of them.
0: Mirror work. Yeah.
1: Many, 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 many women cannot do it.
0: Oh, for sure. You know, it's funny. I was just having a conversation with a woman I was just interviewing. And we we're talking about this whole thing where, When you hear the words self-love and body positivity, to me, what comes to mind immediately is this is something, and I don't mean any disrespect or anything like that, but it's something that always comes to mind when I think of those, it's women that I think of. And it's wrong to think that because men deal with this shit too. It's just that I think that men, when we're growing up as boys, we are taught not to show emotion and not to cry because that's not manly and not to talk about the fact that we don't we're not comfortable in our own skin and we don't like our bodies and that's not something that men discuss but men deal with these issues too it's just to me it's it's odd that women get associated with these things and not men
1: it would be really wonderful if we could teach our little boys that feelings are okay.
0: Yes, absolutely, and I think that needs to start from with our our little boys when they're young, mm-hmm. because we need to ingrain these things into them so that when they grow up and they become adults, it's just second nature. It's just part of who they naturally are. They just grow up knowing it.
1: That's right, generation after generation. I mean, yeah. it's you know, it will take an awful long time because the world is. You know, it's, it's as a woman, right? I need to be this, this skinny yes. model thing in a bikini, yeah. and as a man, you know, Oh, I got to be grown up and tough and I just can't show my feelings.
0: Yeah. That's right. And we're
1: fed everywhere. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And so until, until the message changes, it, it will be very difficult to, for
0: sure. To
1: change. But it
0: starts, it starts with the parents though.
1: Sure does. Yep.
0: Them ingraining these values and these ideals into their boys and girls. I mean, I think all of that stuff, I mean, my wife and I always tried to instill into our girls that you can do anything you want in life. Anything is possible as long as you put your mind to it and you put in the work. Don't ever let anyone tell tell you that you cannot do anything. And don't ever, ever depend on a man or another person, a woman, whatever the case may be, don't depend on anyone else to get your shit done. Do it yourself. Because when it all comes down to it, when it's all said and done, you really only have yourself to rely on. So don't depend on someone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would have been a nice message to have a few.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's important. And these are the things that we need to start to break that generational gap. That's right. And teach our kids these things, both boys and girls.
1: Absolutely. I sure talk to my grandkids about that for sure.
0: (laughs) There you go. See, (laughs) Kathleen, when you make a mistake, how do you move on?
1: I own it. I learn from it. I figure out what it's, what is there to teach me.
0: Love it. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why?
1: Hmm. My dad, always my dad. He gave me unconditional love way before it was even a term, I think, you know, (laughs) he was just so easy to talk to because he just listened. I guess I'm very much like him when I think about it, because he just listened. And then he'd say, so, well, what are you going to do about this? Or what do you think you should do? Or where, you know, and then I tell him and then he'd go, well, have you thought about it this way or, you know, but there was always a sense that whatever decision I made was the right decision. Yeah. He's, he's the only person in my life that was like that. Mm -hmm. and So it was difficult because it was like all this other negativity coming at me, but you know, he he is the person I'm the most like, and you know, it, it, I didn't see me as that person. And the, and the further I get away from my marriage, the more and more I get to be like my dad.
0: Carrying on his legacy.
1: Ah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's a, he's a good man. Yeah, I talk to him quite often. He's been gone five years, but uh, I see eleven eleven or one eleven almost every day. And it's always, oh hi dad, what are you
0: doing? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. I love it.
1: <laughs>
0: Kathleen, what's the most recent investment you've made in yourself?
1: Well, I won a course with Cecilia, so that was really cool. Oh, I push people into her group and won a really big, big program. So she and and Cheryl are helping me write my, you know, revise my what I what I was for doing, my twelve year but I think the biggest one is taking Reiki one. I just took that in the, and the whole, I've had a, a huge shift in the last six weeks in many different parts of my life. And I'm walking forward more confident. I, I think I understand me better. And
2: I love to hear that.
1: Things are clear. I was like, what? It seemed hokey pokey. Cause once I opened my eyes, cause we did it over, over zoom and I'm looking, I'm looking at her going, <laughs> and I'm, I said, Well, it's a little hokey pokey. And yet man, what a, yeah, huge lots of reflection and yeah. relations for sure. So it's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, I'm, you know, I'm back training for half Ironman. I was, I had pneumonia last year and yeah. it took me out of the game for about eight, nine months. I had zero lung capacity. It was awful. And, and I was like a long haul pneumonia person versus a COVID person.
0: Yeah. But you're um, back on the horse again.
1: And you know what? I'm just thrilled. I'm absolutely excited about it. I have a schedule. I have, you know, I know what I'm doing each week. And I can
0: hear the enthusiasm <laughs> and excitement in your voice. It's amazing.
1: Please let me cross that. Finish- you
0: will. You will. You've done it <laughs> once before. You'll do it again.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, then it's a half, right? I go, well, it's just a half, right? Nah,
0: it doesn't matter. Eight it's still and a half
1: hours to do it. And how hard can there it be?
0: There you go. It's just a half. No, it's not just a half. It's it's a half. That's all there is to it. It's a half. Not it's just a half.
1: That's right. Running. Oh, I know. Running. I was being facetious. Running 21 kilometers after after biking 90 kilometers. It's not an easy feat.
0: No, I'm sure. What's your personal motto?
1: I have several. If it's to be, it's up to me.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: I can figure most anything out. (laughs) Or if you can dream it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. And I have Dream Believe Achieve tattooed on the back of my calf with my Iron Man tattoo. It's also got a little butterfly in it. Love it. So I carried it. I carried it forward after the race.
0: If you could sit down and have a one hour conversation with anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would it be and why?
1: That's a great question. That was a great question. I came up with Mother Teresa. Okay. Because I admire her greatly. She gave so much of herself, but it never looked like an effort.
2: Yeah.
1: And I'd like to to be more like her. There's a triathlete called Sister Madonna. Sister Mary Madonna, I think is her name. She's a nun. Mm -hmm. And she's raced well into her 80s. Triathlons, when she was 90, borrowed a bike from somewhere. Then the parish bought her a bike. And she's written a book. And very similar to Mother Teresa. She's just sharing her message all around the world. And just, you know, people like that just inspired me. She passed me on the run once. She was like 78 years old. <laughs> like, this <laughs> is so cool. Sister That's Mary Luder something. Sister Mary. That's
0: amazing.
1: Anyway, yeah, just a wonderful, wonderful woman. Anyways, it was like, oh, so cool. I heard her speak at the closing ceremonies of the yeah. thing. She said, well, the water was so cold, and she's really skinny. The water's so cold. So they put me in the med tent. So she didn't finish the swim. They pulled her, from right. her. She says, well, I'm looking around. I'm feeling pretty good. So I just went and got on my bike and finished. <laughs> <laughs> so what's spot too, right? Quiet, calm, sweet, but a little bit, a little bit of yeah. thrown in there for fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is one of your biggest failures or for, to use a different word, life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from it?
1: Yeah. I prefer life lesson as well. Yeah, I don't see anything as anything anymore as a failure. I certainly did before but i I see it as an opportunity to learn about me, yeah, times you know when my marriage ended, it seems that there was something to learn several times a day. It was you know really hard, but it led me to today and and it's given me this wonderful outlet to help other women, so that life lesson actually showed me the abundance that is me
2: Beautiful.
1: So, so it's you know it's it's like a full circle and and I think that's what i can teach women is that you know you can take the worst tragedy in your life and learn something profound about yourself yeah that's that to me that's that's huge
0: that is for sure Kathleen if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice what would that piece of advice be
1: trust yourself don't quit school get your degree wait for the right moment you know I was I was married for almost 37 years to a man that didn't hear me Mm -hmm. see or listen to me (laughs) And, you know, I, I just think that, you know, in hindsight, I knew this, I knew it and I knew it, you know, the first, the first year I didn't know it as well, but once we started having children and the conversations about how to raise kids and, you know, I just knew and, you know, I tried to leave at year seven, 17 and 27, all the sevens. Wow. <laughs> and I, I just couldn't do it because it was familiar. I was tied financially. That's why I went to law school was to get right something to Financial
0: do. independence.
1: Financial independence. And then I still couldn't leave. And he was the brave one. He was the one that I think we were quite codependent. And yeah. he was the brave one. So I give him kudos for being able to pull the pin and go
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> hard as it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that you can just laugh about it now, though. That's in- incredible. It's an, a, an incredible testament as to your character and who you are and who you've become
1: have to i just i had to figure it out that was because i that's who i am i'm a let's you know there's got to be a plan i need a plan i need to figure this out and you know when he left he kind of left without very many words and you know i've asked him once i says well what do i tell people yeah because i was this chameleon so to the world we looked like the most happily married couple everyone was horribly shocked yeah when it ended and you know i said well, what do i tell people he says well i just don't want to be married anymore and yet six months later, he'd met someone else and married her. They'd been married a couple of years already. Wow. So, you know, it, it just was that he didn't want to be married to me anymore, I think. But, you know,
0: it is. Did you does. ever did you ever bring that up with him?
1: No, because he doesn't talk. Oh, OK. Right? So right. there's no closure. Yeah. And that, that part has always been a bit challenging for me, because if I understand where someone's coming from, then I can. Oh, OK. Yeah, that makes sense. i told yeah. You, to make sense in my mind and and you know it's it didn't make sense in my mind and you know now I know oh gosh what a great gift
2: yeah for <laughs> thank sure you very
1: much for being so damn brave because I was not brave I couldn't do it and thank you so much I'm financially secure so I thank him for that as well because he worked I raised kids yeah you know, and the home I didn't raise the kids we did it together but
0: yeah lastly Kathleen if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world What would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say?
1: I would say, honor you, take care of you, honor your uniqueness, find the things that light you up and chase them every single day. Be true to yourself. Listen to your intuition for it is always right. When the little hairs on the back of your neck bristle, please figure out the message and listen to it. Most importantly, love yourself today, no matter your shape, your weight, your circumstances. Love the person you see in the mirror today. I can teach you how to do
0: that. Beautiful. I love that, Kathleen. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your journey and your story. You are an incredible inspiration with how far you've come and who you've become and just amazing. I appreciate you so much and I appreciate you taking the time to share your journey. I know that this story, your story will resonate with so many people. So thank you so very much. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your story. And I'm so honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community and for taking the time to be here today.
1: Oh, gosh, well, thank you so much. It was a wonderful exercise for me to go through the questions because it truly showed me you know, how far I've come and the difference in me and, the, you know, the size of my smile and the, the fact that I can smile and I do it freely. It, it questions really, I, I will save them because they, they really, you know, brought so much of me out. Oh yeah. that is <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, the, the fact that I'm, you know, so, so, so much like my dad and it, he, he was a gift and i'm very grateful that you know he was he was in my life and you know he still is cuz i'm sitting yeah. here he's he's here he's here
0: <laughs> well i'm glad i could contribute to that and and took you down memory lane with the questions and brought all this out in you i'm honored to have been a part of that journey for you so again thank you so much it's truly an honor and uh, i appreciate you
1: oh you're most welcome thank you Woo-hoo.
0: <laughs> once again my name is brad welsh host of your empowerography podcast today my guest has been kathleen Shepard. she is a gratitude and abundance coach a triathlete a mom and a grandmother thank you so much kathleen i hope you have an amazing rest of the day
1: you too brad thank you